All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Sunday. Oh, my gosh, I'm so grateful to be with you today. A great, great show. We're going to break some news right at the top. I know it's Sunday. Hey, let me use it to the day. No way, man. We're going to give you some breaking news right off the cuff. The man who would be the chairman of the House's most important investigative committee, the House Oversight Committee, James Comer of Kentucky, here at the top of the show going to tell us what his plans are for oversight. What parts of the Biden administration, the Democratic policies he's going to investigate? Hunter Biden, the border, the trafficking of illegal aliens into the interior of our country. So much to talk about, James Comer. Amazing interview. You're going to be taking notes saying, oh, this is going to be next year's oversight hearings. You're going to get it first because he's on the show today. Then we'll have our good friend, Alan Dershowitz. Yes, he leans left. He's a liberal. But he has his analysis of what happened with the Supreme Court and the Democrats' reaction to it. I've been a little disturbed by the efforts to delegitimize the Supreme Court by Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and others. I want to talk to him about that. Mike Collins, well, he just won that big runoff race in Georgia. He's going to run for a congressional seat, the favorite to capture that seat in a Republican district. Mike Collins, owner of a truck company, everyday sort of guy running for Congress. Real fun interview as well. And then we got Eric Pratt, because we don't want to miss that. Eric Pratt joins us. Fantastic executive with Handgun Owners of America to talk about the historic gun ruling because we're all talking about abortion, but the gun ruling was just as big. We're going to cover that today. And then finally, because we all need a laugh going into the weekend, Michael Loftus from That Tonight Show. He's so funny. He's a great man, and he has a new song for you. And uh, you're going to laugh. You're, you're not going to be able to help yourself. He is the master of conservative humor. Michael Loftus, he has a sing-along song for the disinformation office. Get ready. You're going to giggle. You're going to laugh. It's really funny. You're going to want to share the clip with your friends and family. That's our Sunday show. So grateful we can join you. Uh, happy Sunday. Have that coffee. Listen up. It's a great show. We'll be back after the commercial break with James Comer. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious field of greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, 
thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Welcome back, America. On this historic Newsday, we are so lucky to be joined by the top Republican on the House Oversight Committee, Congressman James Comer from the great state of Kentucky. Congressman, great to have you on this show today. My pleasure. We want to start with the breaking news today, a historic moment at the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Your reaction to it? Well, this is a huge victory for life. I know there are a lot of people uh, in my district in Kentucky who are just ecstatic right now. Uh, I started out in uh, elected office in 2001 as a young state representative in Kentucky. And this was an issue that a big part of our Republican base have fought for uh, for the past 20 years uh, to try to see that uh, we get a Supreme Court that would go in and overturn Roe v. Wade. And that's what we have today, a conservative court. I think uh, history will show the, the biggest accomplishment of the Trump administration was putting in a conservative Supreme Court. Uh, now we have that, and I know there are a lot of people uh, all across America who are uh, rejoicing today. Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think there are two fateful decisions I look back, and at the time they seemed like just moments in time, but they actually really did change the court. The decision not to uh, confirm Merrick Garland back in 2016, and then, of course, the decision to get three justices through during the Trump years. Uh, you watched that uh, from a front row seat uh, in history. Uh, how big were those choices at the time? Huge. You know, when you go back to not confirming Merrick Garland, I think Mitch McConnell deserves a lot of credit for that. And then uh, with respect to making three good appointments to the Supreme Court, certainly uh, President Trump receives a lot of credit for that. So uh, we were very fortunate during the four years Trump was president to be able to have three vacancies on the Supreme Court. And uh, kudos to the Senate that for uh, being able to confirm those conservative justices in a, in a four year time period. Yeah, really amazing history. Uh, and uh, yesterday's gun ruling falls into that same category. Really remarkable time. Sir, I know there's a lot of concern now because this this uh, ruling had been leaked in advance. There's a lot of emotion out there, concern about violence and protests. What do you are what are you looking for over the next few days? What should we be concerned about? Well, I've been concerned about violence for a long time. I mean, we've got uh, America right now is very divided, deeply divided uh, from a, a political ideology standpoint. And uh, these, this division is uh, starting to boil and it's boiling over and it has been for a long time. There are people on the left and people on the right uh, who uh, are just getting uh, more aggressive in their criticism of public officials, whether they be members of Congress or Supreme Court justices. So, you know, it's certainly a concern. I think that we need to uh, certainly instill a lot of uh, security around Washington, D.C. right now. And, and hopefully uh, that uh, this will, will 
cool down, but the temperature is very high. It's been very high for a long time with respect to uh, outrage on, on each end of the political spectrum. And it's uh, it's certainly a concern. Yeah, no doubt about it. We'll be watching in the next few days. Uh, you are the ranking Republican on what is it? One of the most important oversight committees in all of Congress. There are good signs that Republicans are going to take the majority in the House. What is your agenda for oversight? You've always been a, a top-notch uh, oversight person. You want to do it the right way. What are some of the things you want to dig in on behalf of the American people if Republicans are lucky enough to win? Well, the American people wouldn't know it if they've watched the Oversight Committee over the past two years under Democrat control. But the Oversight Committee is supposed to be about rooting out waste, fraud, abuse and mismanagement in the federal government. Unfortunately, this uh, Democrat Oversight Committee has not been focused on anything. They have not been focused on trying to hold the Biden administration accountable for their many failures. So we're going to start bringing in cabinet secretaries in January. Uh, we're going to be asking them questions that I think every American taxpayer wants answered uh, with respect to policy. We believe a lot of policy decisions that have been made that are uh, detrimental uh, to the American economy and the American taxpayer have been made for purely political reasons. We're gathering information and data right now to be able to come out of the game uh, really fast in January, hopefully when the House flips and I have the gavel for the Oversight Committee. Uh, we've done a lot with respect to investigating Hunter Biden. I don't think there's anybody out there in America that would uh, question the fact that Hunter's had a lot of shady business dealings. But where we're concerned from an oversight standpoint is we believe some of these bad uh, shady business dealings and bad shady characters that Hunter's been involved with have compromised Joe Biden in some of the decisions that he's made. So we feel that Hunter Biden's a national security threat. Uh, we've been pouring over his financial records uh, for many weeks now, and it's troubling. So uh, we've got a lot of questions uh, about Hunter's business dealings and questions for Biden administration officials to to determine if uh, if the president is in fact compromised because of Hunter's shady business dealings. Yeah, such an important issue. We have to have confidence that when we make a decision on the national security front or on the foreign front, that it's made solely for America's interest, not because of some leftover issue from a presidential son. When you look at the overall picture of what Hunter Biden was done, and you, you, your team has really dug in over the last many months, it seems to me that this is a classic influence peddling scheme, which is whatever uh, people needed to get access to the vice president, well, they just found a way to pay Hunter Biden. Is that the pattern that you see emerging in the records you've been able to look at thus far? There's no question. And that was confirmed with the recent tape that emerged last week from the, the laptop. It uh, showed that Hunter Biden uh, said that, you know, his dad would do anything he asked him to do. I think that was the sales pitch that Hunter would make uh, to the questionable shady figures in Russia who he received compensation from, the, sh the uh, shady questionable figures in communist China he would receive uh payments from and uh, those in Ukraine and Africa and everywhere else around the world where he's uh, had shady business dealings. I think to, uh, no one would think that anyone wanted to do business with Hunter Biden because of his stellar resume or his uh, record of achievement. It was because his last name was Biden and his father was vi the vice president of the United States and uh, a potential future president of the United States. So uh, the fact that Hunter has had all these shady business dealings and, and didn't report a lot of that income on his taxes, we know that he's in deep trouble with the federal government now, uh, with the Department of Justice for tax evasion. But our investigation is going beyond that. We're not focused on tax evasion because I know the U.S. Attorney's Office and the Department of Justice, for that matter, is, is looking into that. Uh, we know that he just had a Hollywood attorney that, that came in, Kevin Morris, that uh, loaned him $2 million and took over that case to try to defend him on his tax evasion uh, problems. But we've got national security concerns with respect to Hunter Biden. We want to know if you remember who bought that expensive artwork when he was an artist for about three days and sold uh, artwork for half a million dollars. We want to know why the Russian oligarchs who paid Hunter Biden money were mysteriously left off the sanctions list when Joe Biden started putting sanctions on Russians and Russian oligarchs. So we've got a lot of questions about shady business dealings that, that Hunter had and whether or not they impacted the Biden administration. 
Yeah, such important questions. I know the American people can't wait to get the final answers, the right answers, and I know you're determined to get them. We got about 90 seconds left, sir. I want to ask you about another thing that troubles people. Obviously, the open border is one big question, but the use of government resources and NGOs to move illegal aliens who've gotten into the country one way or the other and move them to, in, to the interior, to your state, to New York, to all the different places. Will you dig into the use of taxpayer funds and basically the trafficking of illegal immigrants? Absolutely. We've been doing that for several months. Uh, you know, there's so many unaccompanied minors, for example, that have come across the border. The Biden administration is offering no bid contracts to contractors who are coming in buying old motels and strip malls and converting them into temporary housing for them. Uh, the federal government's paying uh, for plane rides all across the United States. Bus trips are paying for food. They're putting these people on Medicaid. When you have Medicaid, you have free health care. So uh, there's a lot of issues with the illegals who are pouring across the border. You know, we're about to approach three million illegals. It's unbelievable numbers. It's Joe Biden's been president. Now, there was a recent Breitbart article that suggested there was a movement to register uh, at yeah. least a million of these people as in, in the swing states. Uh, that would uh, lead one to believe many of our concerns from day one that this was all political to try to uh, get more Democrat voters into the United States. So we've got a lot of questions. We've got a lot of problems. We've talked to a lot of uh, Border Patrol agents who have blown the whistle on, on concerns. Right. So Mayorkas is going to be the focus of a lot of Republican oversight in January. Such an important question. I know one thing, sir, in your hands, there's going to be some very good oversight done on behalf of the American people. Congressman, it's an honor to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, sir. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more to talk about. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back, everybody. Earlier today... History was made as the Supreme Court released its long-awaited and once-leaked opinion that officially reversed the Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion nationwide. By a 6-3 margin, the court ruled that the issue of when, where, and how abortions occur is best left to the states. It's a ruling that does not outlaw abortion outright, but it is expected to empower some states to restrict abortion rights and others to expand them. Now, coupled with yesterday's landmark decision on gun rights, Today's decision also cements former President Donald Trump's legacy as having fortified a six to three conservative majority on the Supreme Court that has clearly reshaped policy in America. To say the least, the ruling has sparked a whirlwind of emotions from Americans across the country and provoked a wide range of responses, including from President Joe Biden, President Trump himself, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and even Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who was kind of suggesting today was an illegitimate day. Now, communities across America are going to be watching closely tonight and over the weekend to make sure that that emotion doesn't turn into violence. Meanwhile, Catholic churches, pro-life counseling clinics, and the justices themselves have upped their security just to be safe. 
And while emotion and politics are playing out in the streets of America, our first guest has an extraordinary ability to give us the straight skinny on what the court did and why it matters. He's Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, constitutional and criminal lawyer, and host of The Rumble Show, The Dirt Show, one of my favorites. Please welcome Alan Dershowitz. Alan, great to have you on. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be on. Uh, there are two rulings back to back, and I think you see extraordinary courts say when uh, a right is explicit in the Constitution, we're not going to infringe it. When it's not, we like to kick it to the states. Do I have that right? What's your over under on these two rulings? Well, they look in different directions, obviously. The gun ruling says uh, states can't regulate uh, the right to bear arms too much. And the abortion ruling says the states have massive power to regulate, and they claim the reason is because one's in the Constitution, one's not. That's an overstatement. Um, the right to bear arms is in the Constitution, but it's in the context of a well-regulated militia. At the time of the framing, the states control the militias. They determine who gets the guns for the militia. They determine how old you have to be to be in the militia, what kind of guns are being used. So it overstates it to say that there was uh, uh, an un- regulable right to bear arms. And on abortion, although there's nothing about abortion in the Constitution or contraception or gay rights, um, the Constitution, the Fourth Amendment, talks about the right of the people to be secure in their body. And uh, implicit in the right to be secure in your body is the right to determine when you want to have a child, who you want to have a marry, who you want to marry. I think the big issue that's going to play out now is whether Justice Thomas's view prevails or the views of Kavanaugh and, and, and other justices prevail. Thomas says this means the end of the right to privacy, the end of gay marriage, the end of the right of a black man to marry a white a woman, perhaps. This means the end of the right of contraception. And uh, the justices who wrote the opinion and joined it, the others say, no, 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 it's only about abortion. And I think it should only be about abortion because there's a big difference between abortion rights on the one hand and the other rights. Abortion has a potential victim. A fetus is not an appendix. It's a real thing. Whether you agree it's life or not life, it's a real thing. Uh, and there is therefore an alleged or a possible victim of abortion rights. There is no victim of gay rights. It's nobody's business who anybody marries. There's no victim in contraception. Nobody has a right to be conceived. Uh, there's no victim uh, in many of these other rights. So I think we ought to clearly distinguish between what I call victimless rights, gay marriage, etc., and rights with potential victims like abortion. Guns fall in the middle somewhere because although they have no direct victims, maybe uh, not controlling guns will cause people to be killed or injured. So that's the, the, the ground on which the debate should be conducted. Yeah, and a debate we're going to have for some time, I suspect, Alan. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the reactions today, because most presidents, uh, they lose at the Supreme Court. We all do. Uh, but uh, today, President Joe Biden seemed to peck away a little bit at the legitimacy of the court. He had very strong comments about the court, suggesting yesterday it was unconstitutional, today that they're wrong. Uh, I've been talking to people all across the spectrum today. As you know, Alan, a very proud and thoughtful liberal, has a very strong perspective on these rulings. We had a chance also to talk to Alveda King. She was celebrating the ruling, but for on a different philosophy. Very interesting. I think we have Alan back. Let's, let's see. There he is. Um, Alan, let me ask you a little bit about the reaction of the president today, yesterday and today. It seemed as though, beyond criticizing the ruling, because he was disappointed, clearly, there was a little bit of insinuation about the institution itself. Did you pick that up? Are you a little concerned about some of the reactions that call out the legitimacy of the court? I, I am. I am concerned about that. Look, there is a legitimacy. There is some concern about how the fifth uh, or the last member of the court got appointed. Remember that uh, President Obama appointed, nominated uh, Merrick Garland, and the Republicans improperly prevented him from even getting a hearing, saying you shouldn't have hearings within a year of the election. And then, of course, they ran through the nomination of Justice Barrett just weeks before the election. So a lot of people regard that appointment as illegitimate. Yeah. Uh, but the Supreme Court itself is a legitimate institution, um, and uh, we should not uh, undercut it. It's done a lot of good for civil liberties, for human rights, for uh, civil rights. It's also done some bad. Uh, like any other institution of government, it has a mixed record, and we should try to work within the institution of the Supreme Court not change it. The worst thing we could do is try to pack the court. 
this is, if the Democrats pack the court by adding three or four, Republicans next time around will add four or five, and the Supreme Court ultimately will have to meet in Yankee Stadium to decide cases. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bad place to have a court hearing for sure. Um, let me ask you about what's next in both of these debates. Let's start with the gun debate. There were a lot of other cases that were kind of put on hold while the New York case was settled. What's the next process legally in those courts where some of these outstanding issues are, are not resolved? Well, I think the states have to seriously read the opinion and make sure that they, if they're going to have restrictions, they are objective and clear. And um, um, a, num a number of justices have said that this opinion does allow New York and other states to regulate guns as long as the regulations are objective. For example, requiring them to be 21 instead of 18. That might be upheld, right. requiring some kind of examination or license. That might be upheld. What was struck down in New York was a very vague law that basically said it was up to administrators to decide whether there's a legitimate need or not a legitimate need to have a gun for self-defense. That was too vague. And so I think there's a lot of work to do on the part of legislatures to try to conform new laws to this new precedent. Yeah, such an important thing. I suspect some of those law new laws might end up back at the Supreme Court someday. They will. Yeah, well, they will. certainly. We'll refine this over time. Now let's go to abortion. It's pretty clear that half the country has one way of dealing with it. The other half seems to have a different way. Are we going to have a divided map when it comes to abortion access in your mind? Without a doubt. About 65% of Americans, maybe even more, believe in some right of abortion at some point right. and don't believe it should continue till the very end of birth. So there are radicals on both sides, but the vast majority of Americans believe that women, pregnant women, should have some right of abortion. And there are going to be attempts by the states to try to uh, pass such legislation. It's now in the states, and it means people have to vote on this issue. I think in the end, this may help the Democrats in some states that would otherwise abolish abortion, where there are people on the, on the fence, and they say to themselves, look, I have a daughter, a granddaughter, a niece who might need an abortion. I think I'd better vote Democrat, even though I'd like to vote Republican, because I want to see some right of abortion preserved. So this may end up helping the Democrats, but nobody can be sure. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people today, actually, Alan. It's interesting you said that. A lot of people see that as sort of a, a middle ground where this may all end. Um, we got a couple minutes left. I just want to ask about this court. It's the Roberts Court, but it's the Roberts Courts with the Trump injection, the three justices that came in during the Trump's four years. Uh, what does this court look like going into the next session? What should we all be mm -hmm. watching in the aftermath of these two historic rulings? Well, this is no longer the Roberts court. Um, it's now the Trump court. Uh, Roberts still has some influence at the margins. For example, he'll have an enormous amount of influence on religion cases. He himself uh, sides for religious exercise over the establishment clause. We saw that in the main decision. I think we're going to see that in the decision involving the football coach who prayed right. uh, at half uh, court. Um, so I think we're going to see religion uh, prevailing over secularism in, in the court. We're going to also see defendants' rights diminished somewhat, um, and um, other social rights, it really will depend. I don't think the Supreme Court will ultimately abolish gay marriage rights or um, uh, uh, other rights of contraception that don't involve uh, actual victims. But, you know, this is the beginning of a new era of uh, the right of privacy, and we have to see how it evolves over time. We've been through this before. Yeah. The New Deal was a new era. Uh, the Warren Court was a new era. Both of those eras helped liberals and hurt conservatives. This time the shoe was on the other foot. And we who are liberal have to understand that we can't engage in violence. We can't start packing the court and destroying the institution. We have to work within the law and within the first amendment. Yeah, those are wise words, Alan, from a wise man. Thank you for your time today and helping us understand these historic rules. Always great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Wow, what a, what a great opportunity to talk to one of the great minds in all of law. All right, folks, we're taking a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the newly minted Republican nominee for a congressional seat in Georgia. Mike Collins here to tell us the latest about that exciting win and what's going on in the economy in Georgia right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery 
starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, everybody. For those of you who watch our show regularly, you know that we have been giving wall-to-wall coverage of all things primaries and runoffs. And if you were paying attention in Georgia on Tuesday night, you know this fine fella coming on our program, Mike Collins, candidate for U.S. Congress in Georgia. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. We are excited to have you. And over the break, you were telling us how your campaign was and how uh, many doors you knocked on and you lost sleep and you lost weight. And how is your campaign going to shift? You know, now that you're heading into the general election, how does that campaigning change now that it is essentially a general uh, election campaign? It, it's a general election campaign. We know we're a heavily Republican district. Uh, we also know that our, our opponent on the Democrat side is, once again, an opponent that uh, doesn't live in the district. We won't change a whole lot. We, uh, we only know one speed, and that's wide open with the pedal to the metal. Uh, but we'll also incorporate a lot of helping what I call the Republican slate, you know, everything from the governor, the lieutenant governor, the constitutional officers, even uh, going over into some of the other congressional districts to help some of those uh, candidates who have a little bit of a tighter race with a Democrat. Uh, you have uh, the distinction of not only running for Congress, but you run a, a day job. You have a trucking company. You're feeling the real effects of the Biden economy with that diesel prices, all the other things. How does that help you as a candidate? When you're on the front lines feeling what everyday Americans are feeling, how does that translate as you're talking with constituents every day? Well, I, I think it adds a lot of validity to what you have to say because people understand that small businesses are the backbone of this country. And, uh, and you take our industry, for instance, you know, it's, it's not just the diesel fuel that's going up, but the diesel exhaust fluid that you have to add along with the diesel nowadays to meet EPA regs. Uh, that has gone threefold over the price because the majority of it comes out of Russia, or the urea portion of it does. So when you're out there talking to people and you tell them that, you know, you've been in small business for 30 years, that just resonates with someone that is not a career politician, that is someone that has been out there paying, making a payroll and paying taxes. And, and I'm telling you, people are clamoring for people to get to Washington to run that place up there like a business. Mike, I, uh, I know that in Georgia, voter confidence is in the gutter, to be frank. I think it's probably the lowest in the country. People don't have faith in their elections there. How how do you, when you are out on the campaign trail, how do you inspire these voters to actually get out and vote? Even if they've still got, you know, a little bit of doubt in their heart, it's so important for them to go and vote. How do you convince them of that? Well, you, and you're exactly right, Amanda. People are still frustrated with the fact that they don't feel like they trust these machines. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I would love for us to go back to paper ballots just like they do in Florida. But uh, but the one thing that I remind people of, if you don't go vote, you're not even going to give the Democrats a chance to cheat. So go place your <laughs> go go vote, put that vote in the in the ballot box and uh, we'll continue to work. And there has been a lot of work. We've, we've we've done a lot of work on these drop boxes. I wish they'd just do away with them permanently. And we have done a lot of work on tightening up the absentee ballots that are being used here in Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. The media has a narrative, right? They want to keep Georgia as a Trump v. Kemp uh, storyline. But the real uh, a battle here is between a Republican Party. It's a very different vision of America than that of a Stacey Abrams or a Raphael Warnock or your opponent. How do you get the narrative now changed so that the everyday voters of Georgia see that choice? This is really a choice between freedom and the Republican conservative values and the big government socialism that Democrats have. How do you switch that uh, uh, discussion? 
You know, John, it's, it's really, it's pretty easy. I mean, you take Governor Kemp, for instance, and, uh, and you even take the lieutenant governor uh, on the Republican side, Burt Jones, and myself. Now, now, Governor Kemp runs on a Georgia's first agenda, and, and, and that's on the state level. I run on America first agenda on the federal level. And then you take that a step further. He's a small businessman, and I'm a small businessman. And, and it's just a great fit for what this country ran on and, and was run under for four years under the Trump administration and actually what Kemp has run for the last four years here in Georgia or the last three years. And, uh, and you can continue those policies once we have gotten past this COVID mess. And, uh, and we get back to that. We balance the budget on the, on, on the federal side and we start cutting that spending. I'm telling you, man, we can turn this thing around and make this place hum again. Mike, I wanted to ask you about commerce that so often opts to move to Georgia. I used to think that conservatives were the only ones with political amnesia, but now I know that Democrats and liberals have it too, because I seem to remember a little while ago when the MLB moved their game because everyone was so angry yeah. at Georgia. And then when everything was happening with Disney, a lot of people were like, well, why don't you just move Disney to Georgia? And I'm you know, it's, it's just very odd that they seem to forget uh, the downward opinion of Georgia not that long ago. But is Georgia still doing well in the Commerce Department, despite all of that hashtag cancel culture? Well, you know, and, and we are. And, and of course, we got our ultimate payback when the Braves went to the World Series and actually won the World Series. But uh, yeah. you know, and, and this this voter suppression that they were talking about, you take a look at our primary here in the 10th district. We had one for the history books. 110,000 people voted in our district for the primary, which normally runs in the mid-60s. So there was no voter suppression out there whatsoever. So, you know, the Joe Biden, Jim Crow, whatever, 2.0, it's just more of their misinformation, their misguided information to, uh, to wreak havoc, not just on the country, but in this case, on the state of Georgia. Um, when you're going to fight hard, you're going to, the Republicans are going to have a good fall. It certainly looks like from the polling. You get into Congress. What's your top priority? Where do you want to start your job in Washington fixing the swamp that we have here? You know, you know, John, and we can, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. It's, it's fairly easy. Uh, one of the, one of the first things that we, when's the last time we passed a budget in this country? Crazy, isn't it? We, 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 we need a budget. We need appropriation bills done, pa passed. And we need spending cut. The debt is the number one threat to this country right now. At the same time, we need to pass a bill and get it up there. We need that border wall secured. We need to start tackling China with the with the imbalance of not only just trade, but also in our in our school systems. They, we've got a fentanyl problem. And, and I'll tell you one other thing we need to be tackling, too, and that's oversight. We need oversight in every committee to look back and see what's going on and what has happened, not just with COVID. But throughout each FISA courts, you name it, we need to be looking back to see exactly what this country has been up to for the past few years. Mike, you brought up the border wall. So I wanted to ask you, I know at one point Atlanta, uh, Hartsfield Jackson Airport was a hub for human trafficking, one of the worst consequences of illegal immigration. I don't know if that's still the case in Atlanta, but I would imagine immigration is probably going to be at the top of the list for a lot of voters in Georgia as they go to uh, the polls in November. Do you agree? Oh, I agree 100 percent of mine. And, and, and I tell folks every day when we speak, um, every state in this union is a border state, you know, be it, be it whether drugs with fentanyl problem that we have, or be it with human trafficking, because you're right. And, and in our industry, that is uh, that is very near and dear, uh, that human trafficking problem that we have out there. But uh, every state in this country is a border state, and we need to be we need to be paying attention to what's going on down at that southern border. Mike, we only got about a little less than a minute left. I want to ask you about Atlanta crime. All the big blue cities in America, whether it's Los Angeles. Atlanta, New York, you name it, they're all letting criminals out and crime is surging. How big an issue is crime yeah. going to be in the fall election? Well, it, it, that's part of, you can take that back to your last segment when you look at these school shootings and, and we don't have a gun problem. The problem that we have in this country is A, we don't secure our schools. B, we've, we've taken God out of our country, out of our schools, even off our TV sets. And third, we have allowed mob rule with with. BLM, Antifa, 
and we have defunded and, and demanded defunded our police and no respect for our law enforcement. Till we get back to a nation of laws, you're going to continue to see this crime rate escalate. And, and, and trying to take our Second Amendment and trying to take our guns away is not the answer to this, to this problem. Nowhere near it. All right. Well, Mike, it's always an honor to have you on the show. This is going to be a bellwether race. We're going to be watching it closely throughout. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, America. Earlier today, history was made as the Supreme Court released its long-awaited and once-leaked opinion that officially reversed the Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion nationwide. Now, coupled with yesterday's landmark decision on gun rights, it's going to be interesting to see how the news media plays this very big ruling in the Supreme Court, an affirmation that we not only have the right to own arms, we have the right to bear arms, and we have the perfect guest to start us off tonight to help us understand just how important this ruling is and what the consequences will be from it. Joining us right now is Eric Pratt, Senior Vice President of Gun Owners of America. Eric, great to have you back on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on with you both. What a great day. I've seen a smile everywhere I go in the Second Amendment world right now. Tell us just how big this is and how this flows from the hell of ruling a decade ago, because there's now a very strong consistency at the Supreme Court on the right to bear arms. Uh, Absolutely. This is going to affect a lot of states, Uh, New York and eight other states. People there are now going to more easily be able to carry a gun in public. The issue was, should a law-abiding person have to show proper cause? That's what the law said. In other words, uh, should you have to show that you somehow have a greater need to protect yourself than anyone else? But you know what? We don't force people to jump over hurdles like that before they exercise other rights in the Bill of Rights. And we certainly shouldn't do that uh, with the Second Amendment. You shouldn't have to prove you know, that your name is John Wick and that you're being chased by a team of assassins and that you have special <laughs> need for self-defense. No. Uh, and thankfully, the Supreme Court affirmed what we've known for over 200 years, that the Second Amendment protects a God-given right, including your right to carry a gun for protection outside of your home. And yes, it really does stem out of the Heller case, which began with uh, that right as applied in the home. And this now for sure establishes, or we should say reaffirms it for outside of the home. Yeah, I just think if Harriet Tubman had to prove just cause in 1850s Maryland, <laughs> if that would if that would have flown, I, somehow I just don't think so. I want to ask you about. So we've got this uh, this bipartisan bill, the gun bill in the Senate, just passed procedure with a 50-50 vote onto a full vote. Considering the decision out of the Supreme Court this morning, are these two items compatible? No, they're not. Uh, they're absolutely not. Uh, the Supreme Court case is reestablishing the Second Amendment. Uh, what they're doing in the Senate is eviscerating the Second Amendment. Uh, the Senate bill is encouraging states to pass red flag gun confiscation orders. It's encouraging backdoor gun registration. It's disarming people for misdemeanor offenses, shouting offenses. Uh, of course, it'll do nothing to disarm real bad guys. Uh, you know, it, and you know what the sad thing is about the, the Senate bill? It doesn't actually do the very thing 
that would keep children safe, arming willing teachers to be the last line of defense to protect our children against a crazed killer. That's an idea that's supported by 81% of police. It's supported by a huge, almost two to one majority of Americans. And guess what? Now even our own Supreme Court affirming that right to carry outside of the home. You know, those teachers, they can have guns at home to protect their own children, but strangely enough, when they get to school, when they get to work, all of a sudden they're told that they can't. There are thousands of schools in this country where they've jumped through the hoops for teachers to be able to carry. And you know what? There's never been a mass shooting attempted or conducted at any one of those schools. Uh, you know, there's a reason why bad guys target the places where there are no guns. Ninety four percent of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones. They don't want bullets flying back at them. That's why they don't target uh, police stations. Instead, they go where there's no guns, like these gun-free school zones. Um, there's a, such an unusual coverage of this. I've been watching my colleagues in the media cover this, and they're calling this a major expansion of gun rights. If you read the ruling, that's not an expansion at all. The, the justices said, listen, we went to the Constitution. It's clear the Founding Fathers created a right. If we create a right, we're not going to allow people to infringe it. Why does the media have to, exp uh, why do they go about trying to pretend that this is an expansion of gun rights? Yeah, as you're suggesting, it's really a return to the Constitution. Uh, it seems radical to people who have strayed so far from the Constitution. So if you're standing on the Constitution, they look at you like you're the radical when, in fact, uh, they're the ones who are out in left field. Yeah, th this is really significant because we have huge problems with permitting systems. Amanda was pointing to the, you know, talking about how it would have gone for Harriet Tubman. Uh, well, we know even as late as 1956, Martin Luther King Jr. was denied a concealed carry permit because of anything in his background. No, because the color of his skin. Uh, and in fact, these problems still occur today under these uh, may issue permit systems. Blacks in Los Angeles have a harder time uh, proving that they should be granted a concealed carry permit than do whites in New York City. Lots of people don't get a permit unless they can put up bribe money. And in some cases, that means providing prostitutes. Seriously, for the issuing authorities, uh, a study found that, you know, prostitutes, vacations, this is the kind of thing that law abiding. Well, I don't know if you call them law abiding if they're uh, providing all this. But these are the things that they had to give to the issuing authorities in order to get their right to carry. That is wrong. This is a God given right. We shouldn't have to jump over hoops or bribe people to allow us to exercise our rights. I think you're absolutely right. And Eric, there was something I wanted to get your opinion on. You know, when I think about shootings like Uvalde, other school shootings, mass shootings in other types of venues, uh, but especially schools, I feel like there is some responsibility on the shoulders of state legislatures to propose ballot measures that would either uh, allocate or redirect state taxes to go towards fortifying schools, um, to do things like, like lock engagement on doors at schools or hiring more school resource officers. I feel like most people in most states, whether they're a parent or not, would be happy to send tax dollars that way. Well, absolutely. And one of the cheapest things that we can do is allowing willing teachers to be trained so that they can be the last line of defense. You know, the day after the Uvalde shooting, there was an attempted mass shooting in West Virginia, but it ended much differently. This guy showed up with an AR-15. He was a criminal, so he got his gun illegally. Surprise, surprise. He shows up at a graduation party, starts shooting into the crowd, doesn't injure anybody, though, because there's a woman there with a concealed carry firearm. She shoots back, kills him. That's the end of the threat. This happens time, time and time again. The FBI, in their reports, have even noted how law-abiding citizens have stopped mass shooters. I myself, I work with a guy uh, who was the hero of Sutherland Springs, Texas. He's the guy who stopped the Texas uh, church mass shooting. And, and you know how he did it? He did it with his AR-15 rifle. Uh, you know, it's armed people uh, who are really are, are the best defense against this because otherwise we're waiting for police to show up. It could be anywhere from five minutes to an hour, like in Uvalde. That's a long time to wait. We shouldn't outsource 
our protection. Every man and woman has a God-given right to protect themselves. And thankfully, that was affirmed today uh, by the, the U.S. Supreme Court. And now, uh, you know, I encourage people who are listening, we need to call our senators and urge them to apply that logic now to the legislation. If they're supporting this anti-gun legislation, that's going to be a big mistake and it's not going to save any lives. Yeah, that's going to be the next big debate in Washington for sure. Uh, real quickly, we've got about 45 seconds, maybe about 30 seconds left. Uh, Joe Biden basically called into question the Supreme Court's legitimacy, saying this is an unconstitutional world. I'm not going to stop trying to thwart this ruling. When a president does that to one of the supreme institutions in our government, what does it do to the American people? Well, it just shows how out of step he is, uh, not only with the Constitution, but with the American people. I mean, the Biden administration uh, argued against concealed carry in this case, they got overruled. Don't forget last year, real quick, the Biden administration argued before the Supreme Court that it was okay for police to go into a home and confiscate firearms without a warrant. Supreme Court smacked them down nine to nothing. They are yeah. way out of touch. They've had a bad record with the courts. Eric Pratt, uh, so good to have you on tonight. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you. Well, that's about all the time we have. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more interviews from my favorite show, Just the News, Not Noise, right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited to welcome back this next guest. Every time he comes on, he puts a smile on our face, a little bit of laughter in our heart. We knew that. Michael Loftus, executive producer of that show tonight. Michael, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm glad that the restraining order uh, didn't pan out <laughs> and I was able to appear again on the program. Our audience overruled us. They were so happy to have you on. Hey, I want to <laughs> tell you this story because I know you've been playing with this, this issue for some time. I was at the gas station with my son on Saturday. I'm filling up. A guy comes up. He recognized me. We start talking a little bit about Russia collusion. And he said something. I said, oh, that's not quite right. Here's what happened. And, and he said, I'm so disinformed. And being the grammarian I thought I was, I said, hey, no, you mean misinformed. He said, no, I'm disinformed. I, I read the Washington Post every day. This disinformation thing is catching on. People are starting to figure it out. It's great. Yeah, the people are waking up. I mean, you, they're looking at what's going on with CNN and all the, the the legacy media, and that's what has that's what has the government so terrified. And the Department of Homeland Security, they're still doing this uh, Ministry of Information, this this Ministry of Truth. It's right out of George Orwell's 1984, and it's so terrifying. Uh, what they really need is uh, what we thought here at that show tonight. We thought the Ministry of Truth needed a theme song just to make it a little happier. We are the Ministry of Truth. We're watching everything you do. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, too. We are the Ministry of Truth. Men can get pregnant. Check. Everything is racist. Check. Trump should be impeached for insurrection. Check. Elon is a traitor. Check. Biden is coherent. Check. 2020 was a free and fair election. We are the ministry of truth. We're watching everything you do. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, too. We are the Ministry of Truth. Oh, my God. That's getting a Grammy, don't you think, Amanda? 
I, I think so as well. But Michael, you and I need to talk because we've got to collaborate because when all of that was happening, I actually wrote my own version that was to the tune of a whole new world. And I ended up having, I did, I couldn't put it out because they scrapped the, uh, the committee so quickly, think, thankfully, <laughs> hey, or at least yeah, they put it on, on pause, I think. It's no, it's still going. They're going full tilt boogie, yeah. but they're, they're making it uh, very scary. I want to hear your version. Absolutely. I like I like your idea. See, this is why we need okay. you on the program here at that show tonight. We're trying to do the funniest rip from the headlines and songs are great. And you should uh, we got to get you. To, we got to get both of you on the show. I want you oh. to sing your uh, whole new world song. I'll be Aladdin. You can be Jasmine. We'll find somebody to be. I won't sing. Jamar. I won't sing, but I'll just play the air guitar. That's all I'm going to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that for sure. Yeah, uh, we're we're now going to work on a, a musical. We're going to do a January sixth, the musical. Ah, uh, we're still working on that because that is just political theater, and uh, we have to make fun of uh, Stephen Colbert. And our next show, uh, July first, is the taping of that right here at the America First Warehouse. Like I'm still literally shaking. From uh, Stephen Colbert trying to overthrow the government with Triumph the Insult uh, comic dog. So that's on the – and then, of course, uh, Joe Biden bike riding lessons. Ah. I think every, <laughs> every American needs those. <laughs> oh, God, the material just keeps coming out of here. You know, one of the great things I've it heard – It happens too fast. It does. There's not enough time to catch it all. Uh, one of the great things that I'm hearing from people is when, when they look at what you've done with that show, that show you're, you're building – a liberty. You're liberating comedy from its craziness of the last five years. Are people really starting to rally around this? As they discover it, they really are. And I want to thank everybody who subscribed, everybody who's supporting the show, because that's really honestly how you fight cancel culture. That's how you fight the Ministry of Truth. That's how you fight Big Brother. You have to create your own culture. So we started doing shows here at the America First Warehouse. People have really responded ThatShowTonight.com is where other people can sign up. We're having an absolute blast. It's we have to make fun of these morons uh, before they completely destroy the the country. Because I know it won't be yeah. funny then. It won't. It won't be funny oh. then. I know. <laughs> yeah. In the process of destroying the country, it seems like they have tried to destroy comedy. Um, but there are still people like you out there who are doing this, which I think is absolutely incredible. But I wanted to ask you, you know, with the passing of, of someone like Norm MacDonald, someone who just really said it like it was, he didn't care who he offended. He, he was an equal opportunity offender. At some point during his shows, he made everyone squirm in their seat for some reason or another. And I just fear that comedy is losing that. It really is. It really is. And let's not forget, just to just to suck up to Norm Macdonald's ghost here for a second. He was anti-cancel culture before it was even cool. He was told by uh, the guy who ran NBC, don't do any more OJ jokes. If you do one more OJ joke, you're fired. And so then uh, then if you're uh, Norm Macdonald, then you got to do uh, an OJ joke right out of the gate. So he was an incredibly funny guy and probably brave. And that's how you do it. As soon as somebody, I, I think it's a very American thing. Like as soon as, soon as somebody tells me you can't do that or it's impossible, you'll get in trouble. That's when I'm like, okay, let's do it. Here we go. It's very American. It is very American, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Uh, yes. It's and, so and then when the navy, when the navy is doing training videos about proper pronoun use, we have to make fun of that. Oh my god. I don't think. I don't the think Russians the are already. Don't worry. Gonna, the Russians already got yeah. that one covered. Uh, we want to bomb you, but what's your pronoun? We're going <laughs> to launch a missile. Are we going to him, her, or they? It's Michael, insane. real quickly, how do people uh, uh, watch that show tonight? They go to thatshowtonight.com. That's, That's really all they cool. need. Perfect. I can remember that. All right, my And friend. a bucket of popcorn and a, and a big, giant coffee mug. There you go, Nancy just like Amanda. Filled with vodka. <laughs> right. We got to roll. Thanks, Michael. Folks, thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow night. Hopefully a few more laughs. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust 
and the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.